Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Super Bowl week. Uh, Kings are back after a seven-game road trip. They will have a brief two-game homestand beginning tomorrow against the Detroit Pistons. So um, what do you want to talk about today? All right. I want to give you a schedule tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Jerry Reynolds will join me over on my YouTube channel if you don't like that. And then we'll have the pregame show with Ryan, halftime with Jerry, and the postgame show. Ryan's going to be doing a special show on Thursday at the NBA trade deadline. I don't expect Sacramento to be making moves here at the deadline. I did a rant on this today. And I, I don't think this team that the Kings have currently is going to win a playoff series. I, I just don't. I, I, I don't see it. There are still some things with this team that are very alarming to me. When I mean alarming, I mean, I understand they're 29 and 20 and they're fifth in the West and that's all fine and dandy. But in terms of winning in the playoffs, I, I just don't see it happening. Their, their defense is terrible. Their free throw shooting is terrible. Uh, they can only beat you one way. I mean, yeah, when they're making shots, they're fun to watch. But when they're not making shots, they have no chance of winning. So we'll see. You know, I, if, if Monty McNair makes a move between now and Thursday, uh, in my opinion, it would be somewhat of a minor move. I, I don't think it would be anything more than that. I really don't. All right. You know, I don't really like talking about this, but I am because it's topical. And I don't know how many times I can say this. Matt Barnes is an embarrassment. He's a disgrace. There's just no other way to say it. Um, they're just, just time after time after time. And how the Sacramento Kings have him affiliated with the telecast, regardless of who's paying him. It doesn't matter whether he's getting paid by the Kings or he's getting paid by NBC Sports California. It doesn't matter. Okay? He's on, the, he's on TV representing the Sacramento Kings. Okay? Doesn't matter who's paying him. And how that guy continues to have a job as a representative of the Sacramento Kings is embarrassing. There's just no other way to say it. It's embarrassing. And I've been talking about this for a long time. And I, I just, it's, it's, it's mystifying to me. It really is. It's mystifying to me. And his back and forth with Jason Anderson of the Sacramento Bee is disgraceful. It's an absolute disgrace. It really is. Uh, and again, I, I'm only talking about that because it's topical and big story about what happened at his son's high school game. And nothing surprises me with this guy. He's a bully. He's a thug. He's an embarrassment. Uh, there's just no other way to say it. That's what Matt Barnes is. And most people know that, but most people are afraid to say it because they're afraid of getting canceled or they're afraid. Screw that. The guy is an embarrassment. Plain and simple. I mean, hard to believe the back and forth that he had with Jason Anderson of the Sacramento. I guess it isn't hard to believe. Unbelievable. Amazing. All right. What do you want to talk about today? Raise your hand. We will put you right on and happy to do it. Happy to do it. All right. We can talk about whatever you want. You want to talk Super Bowl? Um, listen, I, 
the Niners' defense, to me, is the biggest issue going into this game. Like, the defense that I watched play against Baltimore, the defense I watched play against the Green Bay Packers and against the Detroit Lions is not a defense that's going to win a Super Bowl. It's just not. So, you know, if you can't stop the Packers and the Lions, how are you going to stop Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? That's the biggest question that I have coming into the Super Bowl. That's why I'm picking Kansas City to win the Super Bowl because of the defense and because Kansas City has Patrick Mahomes. But, you know, they both kind of go hand in hand. I Is the Niners defense capable? Well, yeah, I mean, I've seen them, you know, but I've also seen them as of late and they don't look very good. And now all of a sudden, I think they're just going to be great in the game against Kansas City. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. All right, I need a leadoff person. Who wants to be my leadoff person? All right, all you need to do is raise your hand and we'll get you right on. All right, let's get to Waggus right here on this program on this Tuesday. Waggus, how are you? Well, Grant, I was doing a lot better until you picked my Niners to lose. So, yeah. Um, I'm only one person, my friend. I know, but, you know, over the years, you know, you tend to be right about these things. Um, you know, um, I think with the defense, it's not a matter of talent. It's definitely a matter of, of effort. Uh, I feel like in the second half of that game, effort did get a lot better. Um, but, you know, I... Effort? Whoa, 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 whoa. We're talking about effort in a championship game? I Come on. I know. I mean, it was on tape, right? So, it. Uh, it well, I mean... Chase Young's effort certainly can be... Chase Young's effort was embarrassing on one of those plays. You saw it. I've seen it. Everyone's seen it. That's embarrassing. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, and again, I'm not trying to pick on the quarterback, but he didn't have a good first half. And quite frankly, um, in the second half, when he uh, when he oh, he pretty much overthrew Ayuk, which ended up hitting the helmet, and that's how, um, you know, Ayuk caught it. That ended up making it, you know, kind of like a momentum, um, momentum swing. Wouldn't you agree with that or? Because because if no that turns no, into no, no no yeah. I don't no I don't agree with that. Okay. The momentum swing was very obvious. The momentum swing was when Detroit inexplicably went forward on fourth down and the Niners stopped them. That was the momentum swing. That's okay. when the momentum of the game completely changed. Fair enough. Um, I will say that you know as much as I've been harping on him, one of the great things that uh, Purdy has done, and I've seen it now in back to back games is, you know, obviously he, he had a big run against the Packers. Um, that was a, that was a play before McCaffrey ran it in for the game-winning score, and then he had a big yep. run. So so whatever Shanahan was looking for, a little bit of mobility, which obviously was not there with, with Jimmy, not to this level. Jimmy could probably get out of the pocket, but he's not going to run 15, 20 yards uh, down the field. So I, I guess what my question is um, – I do think there'll be uh, there'll be a lot better effort, um, you know, uh, on the defense. But you don't think that the Niners have enough firepower in their offense to o o outscore them? Um, yeah, they do. But I mean, you 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 they're not going to be able to turn the ball over. You're not going to be able to get sloppy. But yes, I do think they have enough firepower on their offense. If it's that type of a game, if it's a high scoring dueling game. Yes, I do think they do. Yes, yes, I do. Oh, okay. Uh, let me ask it a little. Uh, you know, okay. 
Do you think the game plan should be going in is we're going to dominate with the run because we want to keep the ball away from Holmes? Yeah, easier said than done. You know, based on what I've seen from the Kansas City Chiefs in two playoff games, they're very difficult to run against. Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, uh, so um, what do you think the final score is going to be? If you were... Um, I think it's going to be 31 to 24. Okay, and and I know last time we spoke, um, one of the things that you said was like, if Shanahan ends up losing that game at home, he might get fired. Um, do you think, I think he would same... Oh, he would have. Okay. Um, I, well, listen, what... don't you? If they had lost to Detroit, oh, and let's face it, they were getting blown out. Uh, I don't think he would have survived that. Absolutely not. Um, so, what about in the Super Bowl? No, I mean. No. Okay. I mean, if they lose in this, do I think he's done? No, I, I don't think so. Um, what do you think? I think that the, this is probably one of the, maybe, maybe we have one more year, but I think this is, uh, with this roster, this is probably Shanahan's best chance right here or last chance right here. I don't think he gets fired after this. Uh, but I do think that the following years, I I, I really see this uh, roster eventually taking a decline here because let's face it. I mean, you know, if you think about it, this roster got put together in 2018, 2019. I know Jimmy's gone. A couple of the pieces have moved around, but the core people uh, that are there from, you know, it's been about five years and the NFL, you know, I mean, wouldn't you agree that, you know, you, you can't be uh, – it's really hard to sustain that kind of dominance over a certain amount of time without tweaking or bettering it. So I do think this is like – with this core, this is like the final chance they have. Well, we'll see. I mean, I don't think the problem with the 49ers is their offense. I think their problem with their team right now is their defense. And, you know, Kyle Shanahan is the offensive coach basically of the 49ers. So – you know, uh, Coach Wilkes is the defensive coordinator, and quite frankly, um, I think he's doing a terrible job. Oh, I I think he's done a horrible job. <laughs> so right. I mean, um, the the defense not, um, the defense was not like this with uh, D'Amico or uh, Robert Sala, no. D'Amico um, Ryan's or yeah. or Robert Sala. No. Yeah. Um. And um. And I also wanted to ask you, and I can tell you, what do you think about the hiring in uh, Washington with Dan Quinn, and then. Kingsbury becoming the offensive coordinator. Well, listen, Dan Quinn is a highly respected coach. uh, But to me, there are certain franchises that just can't get out of their own way that are stuck in the mud. And Washington, to me, is one of them. So, you know, uh, as far as Kingsbury and the Raiders, what do I think about that? I don't know if the Raiders have enough talent to win. Um, no, no, no. I, I really don't. Kingsbury backed out of the Raiders, right? He backed out of that. Oh, that's right. My bad. My bad. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Well, let me get back to your first question. Yeah. Do you think that Dan Quinn is going to make – do you think Dan Quinn is going to be able to turn around the commanders? Absolutely not. Okay. And I, you're, you're basing that on what? Uh, I'm basing that on that in the last three to four years, 
in big games, Dan Quinn's defense has come up, uh, you know, have come up, pretty much look non-existent. Now, I get it. A couple of those games were against the Niners, and the Niners are a superior team, but obviously against the Packers. Just in big moments, he's not been able to execute. Okay. And the last time he was successful was only that one year, and that um and 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 that's because you know he he had the genius of Kyle Shanahan and Hollywood Jones was playing at a at an insane level, right? So very true. Yep, very um, true. I do think it's a new day in Washington. I, I I I was shocked that Belichick did not get hired. I don't know why teams would overlook a coach with that track record. Yes, Brady's great, but Brady, uh, I didn't see Brady on the field when Belichick was building all those defenses around him, or I didn't see Brady on the field when Belichick's defense went into Kansas City and put Patrick, um, Patrick Mahomes scored zero points in the first half of that game, right, um, yep. in that year. And and then to follow up against the Rams in the Super Bowl and only give up three points. And remember, both of those teams played that year and had, like, the highest-scoring game, Kansas City and Rams, and that's what his uh, defense did in big moments. I felt like he's he kind of got, you know, he's kind of been in a transitional mode, right? Um, ever since um, Tom left, right, um, um, against New England, and I don't think he got a fair opportunity to really, you know, um, get a chance to go back out there, right? So maybe maybe he didn't want to stay, but I, I was really surprised. Uh, but I really wanted to see him go to Atlanta. I really well, I, I will just say this about Bill Belichick. He is without question, okay, this is not debatable, one of the great coaches yep. in the history of the National Football League, okay? Now, I don't know what happened exactly in Atlanta. There's, uh, you know, people that are saying that he was off for the job, he turned it down. Uh, I don't. I don't really know what the true story is. But what I do know is that he's one of the great – if not the greatest coach in the history of the National Football League. And I, I, that's, not, that's not debatable. That's not debatable. That's, that is fact. He's one of the great coaches in the history of the National Football League. So, so uh, yeah. Do I think he'll coach again? I do think he'll coach again. Okay. So, and last question I'll ask you this is because you were in the media for a while. Um, I've seen this happen now where once a narrative turns on somebody, people just go with it. Like, for example, the last couple of years, what, what the media did with Russell Westbrook, how they pretty much, you know, we get it. Russell Westbrook's not in his prime anymore, but they pretty much made it out to be like, you know, he's not only a bad player, he's a pro problem. Well, that's obviously not the case anymore. Right. And he's playing in the same building and now not a single peep out of the out of the media. The same thing's happening with Belichick. Now that the guy's down a little bit, you know, he, he's out of New England, there's literally, you know, you get on TV, you get on Twitter, people like, it was all Brady, this and that. Is that just clickbait these days? Or has the media yeah. always been like, okay? Yeah, I think so. And I think it's a very good question. Uh, and, uh, you know, what you're saying. I Here's the deal. The people in the National Football League that run teams know what Bill Belichick is all about and understand his value to a team. And it really doesn't matter what anyone in the media thinks. By the way, I want to get back to what you said about Kingsbury. What's yes, interesting yes. about him not getting a deal done with the Raiders, and I can't remember where I read this, 
that Magic Johnson had a lot to do with him ending up in Washington. So I was not aware that Cliff Kingsbury and Magic Johnson had uh, a relationship, you know, or friends, whatever. What, you know, I don't know where right. it stems from, but I had read, and again, I can't remember where I read it, that he was instrumental because he's part owner of the commanders and getting Kingsbury to go there, which I, you know, again, I thought that was somewhat interesting. And, and, you know, I, I think the Raiders are a dysfunctional organization. I can't believe they hired, hired that coach. I get it. You know, the locker room, I mean, Grant, they beat your giants and they were smoking cigars. I still can't get over that. I, I thought, I thought um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think he made the right move because they are going to lose some games even, even next year. And then obviously he's going to be on the hot seat again. So I, I think he made the right move for himself. I do too. I think I he's got a lot more latitude. Yeah. You know what? You don't want to go to an organization where Mark Davis is your owner. If you don't have to, I mean, that's really what it boils down to. All right. And, and, and so do you predict in the next year at um, Belichick's probably a top candidate then going into next yes. year? Absolutely. Okay. If he wants to really coach. And again, maybe after he gets away, uh, for a year, maybe he changes his perspective on life and everything. But yes, I do think so. All right. Uh, thanks, Rand, as always. Let, let me let me all right. Let yeah. me ask you one yeah. other question. Yeah. Had of course. the 49ers had the 49ers not come back against the Lions, could have you seen a scenario where Bill Belichick ended up being the coach of the 49ers? Absolutely. Uh, me too. Because I think the owner wants to obviously win badly and. You know the way the team's performance was. If that would have kept the same, because it is, it, it, it's like how they were losing. It's like the Lions came in and they're running up and down the field on us. And I, yep. I think Shanahan would have got fired. I think John Lynch would have fired. You were ab- you know, It's funny. I texted my friend that Saturday after we talked. You know, and and he obviously knows you. And I'm like, you know, I, you know, I I I get on Listen app and I was talking to Grant and Grant. You know, is basically saying there's a chance here that maybe they let go of Shanahan, and he says that. He was kind of saying this same thing. If it if they end up losing in in a way that it looked bad, well, if that yeah. first half, right? If that oh, was boy. like, oh yeah, he would have been gone. And I do think Belichick yeah. would definitely have been in play. Absolutely, I agree. Uh, I agree. Yeah, B- because Belichick, you know, he's going to go there to be the head coach. He's not going to go there to be a defensive coordinator or anything like no. that. So yeah, but let me ask you this. If Shanahan does end up getting let go here, anything could still happen, right? If he ends up losing the Super Bowl, maybe maybe there's an outside chance. There's always a chance that they want to move in a different direction. Do I think it think would depend that... on how they lose the Super Bowl. Okay. All right. But do I think there's Fair. a chance about what? Well, um, that – okay, so I guess what my, my question is going to be is where would where would you see Shanahan handing up? Well, now all coaches – Oh, I – Yeah. He'd get a, he would get a job in a heartbeat. I don't know where I, I – it, it's way premature to even start thinking about that. Way premature. And and and, and do you think that uh, Dallas made a mistake by keeping McCarthy? <laughs> that was another big one. By keeping uh, – No, it, 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 if, if you have Dak Prescott as your quarterback, it doesn't matter who your head coach is. You're not winning. Okay. All right. So Maybe you can bring Bill Belichick a- into – you can bring Bill Belichick into Dallas – or you can bring in Kyle Shanahan in Dallas or whoever else you want. If Dak Prescott is your quarterback, it doesn't matter. You're not okay. winning. Yeah, no, I I, I fully uh, predict that Belichick will be back and he's going to – and all these media people that are saying he can't win without Brady, they'll all go oh, away stupid. in about a year or two. Yeah, it's – it's Idiots. Yeah. 
Or, 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 and then and now that it come, came to my mind, what do you think about the Clippers? Well, they've got the best record since December 1st, and I'm, I'm very surprised. I, I did not think this would work. Um, I did not think that, you know, adding Harden. Uh, but to me, the biggest key with that team is the fact that Kawhi Leonard plays every night. And this Absolutely. is the Kawhi Leonard that we saw in Toronto and that we saw in San Antonio when it was going good. And, you know, we kind of forgot the last few years, Waggis, how really good of a basketball player Kawhi Leonard was because we got overshadowed by his injuries and all the games that he's missed. But you see, when he's playing every night, he's one of the game's very best players, and yet he flies under the radar. Well, yeah, because he plays the game the right way, nothing fancy, you know, just comes and does his job. Um, Yes, I really do believe that if he – and it's got nothing to do with Harden, right? See, now it's not going to be about Harden that going to win. So even if Harden disappears, um, you know, Leonard's going to be right there, yeah. and and I think they can beat anybody if Kawhi Leonard is out there. And you're right. The last time we saw him healthy, he won a ring. Then, then yes. Grant, if you remember, a lot of people for, forget about this. A couple of years before that, when he was on the Spurs, nobody had the Spurs. No, I mean, nobody had the Spurs. That's right beating the Warriors, right? And in that game one, I mean, (laughs) they were up by 28. And if he doesn't get hurt, I mean, maybe that's a completely different series. So, I know. and and then not to mention that, um, you know, and I get it, LeBron was in his prime, but the defense that he played against LeBron in game three and game four in 2014. Great point. uh, Yeah, so, yeah. So, thanks, Grant. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate your call. You take care. Always good with Wagon. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Grant. You know, that um, that move that he was talking about with Kingsbury, who did not finalize a deal with the Raiders and literally ended up almost overnight in Washington was very, very interesting. Very interesting indeed. All right, don't forget tomorrow, uh, Jerry Reynolds, 4 o'clock, all of our Kings coverage. Rockets are playing the Pacers, and it's 85-82 with eight minutes left in the third. Uh, the Mavs are in Brooklyn, and they are rolling over the net, 62-45. to uh, Heat Magic playing in Miami, 37-24 Miami in the second. The Knicks are routing the Grizzlies, 63-39, to three minutes left in the half. And the Timberwolves and Bulls have just started a little bit later, Thunder at the Jazz and the Bucks and the Suns. Now, when you look at the standings, 
uh, they are all bunched up in the West. I mean, bunched up. If you look at Sacramento in fifth, there's a separation between, you know, the first four teams and then the next teams. But, I mean, unbelievable. Sacramento with 20 losses at 29 and 20. Phoenix, 29 and 21. New Orleans, 29 and 21. Dallas, 27 and 23. I mean, this thing's crazy in the West. really is. All right, let's get to uh, John. Hey, John, what's going on? Grant, how are you? John, you're the good bud. What's up? Uh, real quick, uh, great call again from Waggis. Always a good call from him. One thing he brought up that you agreed with to the point um, was if they, if you think they're going to run the football to keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. And what you said is, man, they're, they're going to try. You know, that's but it's hard to do. It's not always easy to do. Another thing about just saying that is, look, Patrick Mahomes, he doesn't need to rule the, sh- the clock. You know, they don't. His drives are three or four minutes. He doesn't need seven, eight, nine minute drives. You know, two minutes, three minutes. It's not like he has to have a the time of possession in his favor. You know, just the way just the way that offense plays. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, first of all, uh, any team that plays the Chiefs wants to take the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. So, you know, this is no revelation. The question is, can the 49ers do it or not? You're exactly right. And hey, you know, like Waggis kind of said, they may have as good a shot as anybody because the Christian McCaffrey is pretty good, but. This is going to be a heck of a contest, and I'm with you. I think the the Chiefs are going to win. I think it's going to be a little higher scoring in the 30, maybe 34-30 or something like that. But uh, but fairly close game, and I don't, I don't think it's going to be a blowout either way. So, yeah, it's oh, going to be fun to watch. I hope so. I hope it's a good game. I think that most people hope it's a good game, but uh, it should be. But – We'll see. That's why you play the game. We thought that the Baltimore-San Francisco game a couple of weeks yeah. ago was going to be a great game, and it wasn't. We thought that the Niners-Cowboys game earlier in the season was going to be a great game, and it wasn't. You know, so yep. these things are very hard to forecast. Yeah, that's why we say it, man. This is why we play the games. That's why we got to play. That's them. exactly right. Yes, yep. indeed. All right. Hey, I'm busy, Grant. I'll get with you later in the week. Thanks for taking my call, and thanks for everything. Hey, you, Ryan, Jerry, John, everything, buddy. take care, buddy. All right. If you want to get in on the program, raise your hand uh, and we will do it. Talking about a variety of topics, uh, the Kings, Detroit, do not sleep on Detroit tomorrow after being gone for that long of a road trip. And just uh, it would not surprise me if that game is close when the fourth quarter begins. Okay. Do I think the Kings will win? Yes, they do. All I'm saying is don't consider that an automatic win tomorrow. All right, do not. It's not automatic. And then you have Denver after that, and the Nuggets are playing the night before, all right, the night before in L.A. against the Lakers. So, you know, that's good. All right? All right. What do you want to talk about? Who wants to be next? All right? Who wants to come on? Talk about whatever you want with the Kings, the NFL. And uh, by the way, an update on Scott Pollard. I was texting him. Um, He is in intensive care now at Vanderbilt University. And he's told me he's okay. And they are doing tests. And he said there will be more tests tomorrow. And then... After those tests, it will determine 
what's next. But upon doing some tests, he was in Chicago last week. He's at Vanderbilt Hospital, which is one of the leading uh, heart institutes in America, from what I understand. Uh, upon doing a test, they were alarmed, or I shouldn't say alarmed. Well, if you're going to intensive care, that's, but upon that, they put him in intensive care. He's in intensive care right now. Uh, I was messaging him within the last 60 minutes and he seemed to be uh, in good spirits. So I wanted to update you on Scott Pollard. All right, let's get to Rich. Rich, I hope that uh, you're not, you know, your house is not floating down the street in San Diego. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing good, Grant. Thanks. Thanks for your concern, brother. I really appreciate yes, that. Yes, sir. Uh, now we had, we actually had, I had just finished my swim at the gym and I was coming and getting ready to, uh, you know, head, head home. And all of a sudden my phone went off, you know, the alert, like emergency alert. Yep. And, and there was yep. a tornado warning, a oh, tornado, boy. a tornado warning that said, it said, you know, if, you know, if you have a big, you know, head down the basement of blah, 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 and this could be flying things. All this, I got, I got no basement. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> the heck. Yeah, we a tornado warning. So most people anyway, don't. Yep. Yeah, uh, but it was basically only for about probably half an hour, and then they, you know, they cut it off. So it was it was all good. But there was a a slight tornado. In fact, some people on next door, you know, next door app had had put it when somebody somebody out of Chula Vista had, had posted a picture of showing kind of a a, a tornado forming in the sky. Wow. It was kind of interesting, but. You know, and even even La Mesa was one of the, the areas that was, you know, alerted about it. And so I was like, wow, crazy. But no, it's all calm yes, now. And, and actually, you know, there was a, a little bit of a sunset. Little, You know, we saw some sun, you know, so so it's all good. But uh, luckily, good. our house is a little bit on the hill. But I did want to thank you for giving us an update on Scott Pollard because he was uh, yep. one of my longtime favorites of the Kings. And, you know, it was during my days that I was in Sacramento you know, and I got to see him play quite a bit, you know, uh, so, so my, my thoughts and prayers are with him, you know, so. Yeah, thank you. I, he he I, really yeah. appreciates that. I I talk to him almost every day and, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, it's quite a grind for him. I just, uh, I yeah. just feel for that yeah. guy. So we, we wish oh, him know. the best. Yeah, for sure. He's a class act. Uh, my, one of my main reasons for calling today, I just wanted to see before the, uh, the, the dead deadline on the trade deadline. If if you yep. think that you think the Kings are going to make a big move, or no, or not, not, you know they will not okay. make a big move. No. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of feeling the same way. You know, I think they I, I think they're really trying to to deal with what the, you know the talent they have, and I'm you know and they're not going to make a move just to make a move. But I think that if uh, McNair saw something that looked doable that made a lot of sense, he might make a move yeah. but uh yes i would agree with that yeah i don't i don't see i don't see that happening and i don't i don't honestly think that uh that kuzma coming on board is is going to be a big would be a, i don't think kuzma's you know, going to be moved yeah yeah i don't see that yeah. so anyway all right grant that's pretty much all i had man but uh thank you rich yeah and Appreciate thanks it. again for update on, on on scott and you know and You're welcome I'm, I'm praying for him brother okay take care thank you rich take care right. bud bye-bye all right, again, if you want to get in on the program before we wrap it up, you can do so. Again, don't forget that uh, tomorrow, Jerry Reynolds will be coming on at uh, 4 o'clock. And then we'll have the pregame show with Ryan 
the post-game show, of course, and uh, in between all of that, Jerry Reynolds will join us at intermission. I am going to be traveling on Friday, so I will not be doing the show for the Kings Nuggets game with uh, Ryan. Left Terrace, we welcome you to the program. Hi there, sir. How you doing, Greg? I'm good, thank you. Um, just uh, get on uh, ask you, what do you think about this, all this uh, Brock hate on the media, I mean, social media? I think it's sad. I think it's embarrassing. And uh, I think it's uncalled for. And it just is another example of uh, how sad uh, our media coverage has come in America. I think it's just really awful. I really do. I think it's terrible. What I understand why. I mean, why so much hate? That's what I don't understand. I don't understand either. Um, I really don't. It's just sad. I don't know what else to say. I mean, um, you know, Cam Newton is the one who started the whole thing, or we start to call him uh, manager. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Maybe other quarterbacks are jealous of him because so young, so quick. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. You know what, Lefaris? I, yeah. I believe this. I believe that if Brock Purdy had been taken third, in the draft and Trey Lance had been taken last. I believe that Brock Purdy would be put on a pedestal. And I just think for whatever reason, the notion that he was the last player taken in the draft affects people's judgment. Uh, the reality is when you get into pro sports, it doesn't matter where you were taken. You know, Isaiah Thomas, when he was drafted by the Kings was taken ver- the very last player taken in the draft. And, you know, four years later, he was a leading MVP candidate. He was in the top five or five years later when he was with the Boston Celtics. Okay, Uh, it doesn't matter where you're taken in the draft. Once you step onto an NFL or an NBA or whatever, it doesn't matter where you were taken. I don't understand it either. Left Terrace. It's very puzzling to me. Personally, I had some doubts for Brock before the playoffs about him be able to bring the team back and win a, a game that, you know, enter the fourth yep. quarter and they're losing. But in the yep. playoff, he showed he can do that too. I mean, he, she showed that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, the last drive against the Green Bay Packers was flawless. I mean, it was great. It was, you know, it, it was pressure-packed. It was everything, and he did it. You know, you can't take that away from him. Yeah. Um, one more question. Uh, um, I missed the beginning of the show. I don't know if you said anything. So who are you rooting for? In the Super Bowl? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not really rooting for anybody because I'm not a fan of either team. I'm rooting for a good game. I mean, I'm going to pick Kansas City to win the Super Bowl, but I, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily rooting for them. But I'm not, I don't really have a – it's hard for me to say who I'm rooting for. I'm a – I root for one team in the NFL, and that team's the New York Giants, and I don't like any other team. I don't hate every team. I hate the Cowboys. Uh, I hate the Eagles. You know, but but I don't really – I'm not going to sit there and root that hard for a team. I don't don't really have a rooting interest in this game. Okay. Well, that's all hopeful, too. It'll be a close and good game. Anyway, yeah. Thank you so much, Glenn. Hey, Left Harris, thank you. All right, take care. It's a very good question by him. Who am I rooting for? I don't really root for teams that I'm not a fan of. Like, in other words, when my team's out of it, I I root for teams to lose more than I root for teams to win. Like, for instance, 
you know, I was rooting for the Cowboys to lose against Green Bay. So I was rooting for Green Bay, but I was rooting more for Dallas to lose than I was rooting for Green Bay. So that's a good question by Lev Terrace. I don't, you know, I'll tell you the one thing I do not want to see. And I, and I know it's going to happen. And that's why I will not be turning the television on until 325 on Sunday. I don't, I don't care about all the pregame crap. I don't care about Taylor Swift. I don't care about, you know, uh, Christian McCaffrey's fiance having to pay $2 million to get a suite. You know, I don't know what's wrong with sitting in the stands with everyone else. Like now all of a sudden the wives have to be in this like enclosed, beautiful suite. You know what? Get your ass out in the stands. Okay. Be a freaking fan. You got to be in a suite. Now Taylor Swift, I understand she needs to be in a suite. I get that. But Christian McCaffrey's fiance doesn't need to be in a suite. All right. You know, you gotta I'm I'm I keep reading about, you know, the two and a half million dollars, this and that. Sit your ass in the stands, okay? Be like most people. Okay. It wasn't too long ago where there weren't suites in stadiums where if you wanted to go watch your loved one play, you sat in the stands. Like I gotta read all week about, you know, how much money it cost and they couldn't do this and they couldn't do that. Really? Like I gotta be concerned about where Christian McCaffrey's fiance is going to be during the Super Bowl. I don't care. Go sit in the stands. It's a beautiful stadium. It's enclosed. All right? Be a real fan. You know, instead of being in a in a $2.5 million suite, like that's something I got to be paying attention to because the media is forcing that down my throat leading up to the Super Bowl. But I, I, I will not be turning on the game until I have to turn the game on. And, I, you know, I, Jerry Rice makes me ill. And yet Jerry Rice is going to take all of the limelight away from the 49ers with his me, me, me act before the game. I already know that's going to happen. He'll be on the field throwing the football around with his stupid-ass chain around his neck and, you know, trying to get all the attention to him because the guy is a freaking egomaniac. I don't need to see that. I don't need to see that. I do not need to see that. All right, Patrick, welcome to the show. Hello, Patrick. How you doing, Green? I won't keep you on hey, long, Patrick. but um, what's going yeah. on? Um, the only, you know, the only thing I am going to watch uh, pregame show wise uh, on Sunday, they're um, they're going to be doing something for the uh, the old NFL Today show from back in the seventies and the eighties. Oh wow! And uh, they're bringing oh. back they're bringing back Brent Musburger. I, I've seen some teasers for it. It looks very interesting. Okay, good to know. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, you, you know how I always send you a lot of those old clips on uh, YouTube. I'm yep. so. I'm I'd be interested in seeing that, but like you said, everything else, who the hell cares? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I'm with you, buddy. All right, hey, have a good evening, Grant. Thanks. Hey, Patrick, you too. Stay safe. Good, good Thanks. hearing from you. All right, again, don't forget tomorrow, Jerry Reynolds coming your way at four o'clock, and then a pregame, halftime, and postgame with the Kings and the Pistons, and then I, I will not. Uh, I'll be doing. Ryan's going to be doing a show on Thursday over on YouTube. Uh, NBA trade deadline show. And then I'll be doing a show on Thursday, either on YouTube or here on listen up. I don't know yet, but we'll see. I, I got to figure out what, what time my flights leave, what time I need to be to the airport. Um, probably. I'm, I'm probably going to be around four o'clock ish. If I had to say probably either four or five on Thursday. All right. So, I'll, you, you know, you follow me, you'll know. All right. Hey, thanks for joining me. Really appreciate you all. You take care. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye now.